Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit. So I'm so glad that you tuned in uh, with us today. We're going to be talking about freedom and forgiveness. And so as our usual custom, let's go ahead and saturate this atmosphere with worship. And then we'll dive into our discussion about the freedom in forgiveness. to your heart and stirred you up a little bit you know soon as we stop worrying worrying about how that story is going to end right and we let go and let God have his way he'll take care of it and so it's a good segue into our conversation about the freedom in forgiveness and so I really wanted to have this discussion because I think it's definitely necessary. Um, let me start off by saying this. It took me years, 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 years to realize that I was holding myself hostage by holding on to the offenses of others. I spent many years feeling sorry for myself and blaming others for my plot in life. I was paralyzed by the poor choices of others that left me wallowing 
in a place of self-pity and defeat. I was stuck in a parallel reality, unable to get where I wanted to go because I was blaming others and feeling sorry for myself. And that kept me in a place um, where I wasn't moving forward or healing. So forgiveness is something, not just a one-time event. It is a continued practice that we must implement in our lives if we're going to really walk in freedom. And so that's why I thought that this discussion was essential. Um, and the whole month, I hope you guys are going to join me for the whole month of September um, because I'm talking, I'm calling this, I'm doing a whole series for September called the Freedom Series. And every Sunday, in this month, we're going to be talking about getting free from something, okay? And if we're really going to walk in liberties, I think as soon as we get saved, as soon as we give our hearts to God, we think that we're just set free from everything. But there is some inner working that God wants to do on our heart. And a lot of it requires us to surrender and really lay it at the feet of Jesus. And if we be honest, we didn't get there overnight. We don't lay everything at his feet. Matter of fact, we still carry some things and we struggle with trusting God with some of those deep wounded places in our life. You know, today, as I was doing some deep cleaning around the house, I was in the bathroom and I'm constantly cleaning the sink and cleaning the tub. And what I realized today doing some deep cleaning is I needed to get into the crevices of the corners where there was some dirt lodged even in the corners. I was mopping the floor and there was some dirt lodged and I had to really wash down the baseboards. And I just started thinking at how often we live our life and we, we do the surface work, but sometimes we're not doing the deep work that really is going to allow us to really walk in this place of liberty and freedom that God has called us to. And, and, and I, and I fell in my spirit while I was cleaning up today <laughs> And I thought that's what God wants. God wants to do the deep work in our life. He doesn't just want to do surface work. And so sometimes we are becoming satisfied with the surface work when we really need the deep cleaning and we need to allow God into the crevices of those those places uh, in our life that we're still that's still holding us back and preventing us from being all that God has called us to be. So let me read you this statement and then I'm going to get into this article that that really breaks down that really breaks down eight keys to forgiveness and I think it's going to be helpful in our discussion today so let me just say this until you can reconcile your past and look in the mirror and embrace the life that God has planned for you you won't be able to receive true healing and restoration so you can move forward and so a lot of people want to be free, but we're really not. I think as a society, we're good at treating the symptoms, but we're not good at addressing the root cause of our issues. And because we're not addressing the root cause, like like a bad weed, it keeps growing back up, right? It keeps invading your life. It keeps your garden from being the healthy garden that it could be. It keeps being... Uh, an area of frustration because we won't deal with it. 
And so what you have to do is you have to pull things up by the root so it won't continue to grow. And that's the same thing with forgiveness. Um, you know, not addressing the situation is not a solution to the situation. Not addressing the situation is not a solution to overcoming that situation that you might have been carrying. For years, I thought I had dealt with my past, but in actuality, I was just blaming. I was being a victim of my situation. I was still being a victim of my past because I would blame everything in my life that would go wrong on those who had hurt me. I was not taking any responsibility for my own choices. I was too busy blaming uh, my predicament, my circumstances on my past. And I had to reconcile that thing. I had to understand, hey, look, I was a kid when I was sexually abused and I didn't have any power over that. I was a kid when I got taken away from my parents' house, which was a very tumptuous uh, living situation where my family, my my parents dibbled and dabbled with drugs. And then it was very abusive because they always were um, fighting and, and the police was always constantly at our house and we had to be taken from the house and put into foster care. And so then I had self-esteem issues. I had separation anxiety. I mean, I had a reason to, to waddle in self-pity, but staying in that place was making me hard. It was hard. It was causing my heart to become hard. It was causing me to live a life being guarded. And I wasn't even allowing goodness to, to, to be able to really infiltrate my life. I was rejecting. Sometimes when you've been abused or when you've been so used to holding on to resentment and grudges, you can't even embrace the good that's in your life. You are so, and some of it is so unhealthy. If you're really unhealthy, you kind of gravitate to the thing that you know is not really that good for you instead of holding fast to the thing that's going to help you, uh, strengthen you, heal you, help you to move forward and, yeah, and, and live a healthier emotional, be at least emotionally healthy and, and live in that, that, that head space, right? Live in an emotionally healthy place. And a lot of times I thought that, pitting up walls and everything. I was protecting myself, but really what it was doing was preventing me from really experiencing some of the goodness that God wanted to show me in my life. So it's very important, y'all, that we practice forgiveness. So let me get into these two articles during our discussion today. One article, it was written by Robert Enright, and he says, um, he gives us the eight keys to forgiveness. Uh, so number one, he says, know what forgiveness is and why it matters. So his, he says, forgiveness is about goodness, about extending mercy to those who've harmed us, even if you don't, even if they don't deserve it. It is not about finding excuses for the offending person's behavior or pretending it didn't happen, nor is there a quick formula you can follow. Forgiveness is a process with many steps that often proceeds in a nonlinear fashion. I love what he says 
where he says forgiveness is a process. I think that is the first thing you have to understand when he talks about number one, know what forgiveness is and know why it matters. So you have to understand that forgiveness is a process. And I think that's our biggest issue is we think that if, you know, I always tell my son that he always apologizes and I always tell him that there has to be some change of behavior. You can't just apologize um, and then your actions remain the same. If you apologize and your actions remain the same, then your apology doesn't seem sincere. And so I always teach him that, you know, if you're going to apologize, you have to think about what action you can take to not do this again, you know, or not, not commit the same offense again. <laughs> but, you know, forgiveness is a process. So I think that's the biggest thing that you have to understand. I wrote a book um, two years ago, 2008. I wrote a book called The Lie She Believed based on this whole subject matter of really healing um, from a place of unforgiveness after you've been hurt. As I mentioned, I um, have been a victim of sexual abuse as a child. Uh, some emotional trauma took place um, because of all the foster care, the abusive uh, home environment. And so I was just traumatized and I believed a lot of negative things about me. And so here's what it says. He said, uh, forgiveness, it can reverse the lies that we often tell ourselves when someone has hurt us deeply. Lies like I'm defeated and I'm not worthy. I wonder how many people have ever told themselves or even they may not said it out loud, but you thought it about yourself. You thought you were worthless. You thought you were defeated. Um, so forgiveness can help heal us and allow us to move on in life with meaning and purpose. Forgiveness matters and we will be its primary beneficiary. So the primary person that benefits from you forgiving somebody is you. I think that's that's enough right there to set somebody free today, right? That the primary person that benefits from forgiveness is you. And so I think it's very vital that we understand that. And here's the thing I realized is that when I became a, started becoming accountable for my own choices and decisions and stopped blaming others for the plot in my life, I got my power back. When I became accountable for my own decisions and actions, that's when I got my power back. Instead, I was giving people power over me. I was giving um, the people who committed the offense power over me. And I didn't even know that, that I was giving them power. So I think this is very important. The forgiveness is for you. It's not just about, you know, I think we want people to get God. We want people to get what they do, they, they deserve. We want them to get due justice. But you have to remember that God is going to vindicate you even if you even if you see the vindication or not, God is going to vindicate you. But what he wants for you most is for you to be whole, for you to be healed, for you to be healthy and for you to walk in the liberty that he has shed his precious blood for you to walk in. So I think that's that's the biggest thing. But I agree with this article where it says the primary beneficiary is you. Number two, become forgivingly fit. And so in this, when, when the writer of this article is saying becoming forgivingly fit,
he's talking about really exercising your forgiveness muscle. Uh, he, he, he relates it to like a workout and it's something that you have to continuously learn how to work. You have to learn how to work your fitness muscle. And that's what he was saying when he said, number two, become forgivenly fit, right? Um, you can start becoming more fit by making a commitment to do no harm. In other words, make a conscious effort not to talk dispersionally about those who hurt you. Don't keep giving them your power. Don't keep giving them your time and your space. You know, he said, you don't have to say good things, but if you refrain from talking negatively, it will feed the more forgiving side of your mind and your heart. You can also make a practice of recognizing that every person is unique, special, and irreplaceable. You may come to this through religious beliefs, our humanist philosophy or even through your belief in evolution you know the scripture is is clear it, it has a lot to say about forgiveness y'all so collages 3 and 13 make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you remember the lord forgave you so you must forgive others matthew 6 Verse 14, if you forgive those who sin against you, you, your heavenly father will forgive you. Matthew 6 and 15, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. So we have to remember that we all need it. We all need mercy, right? We all have, you can't just think about, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but you can't just think about those who hurt you. Think about the hurt that you gave because you were hurt. Think about the people you hurt because you were hurt. You know, there's a, there's a saying that hurt people hurt people. So think about the people who you offended, who you've hurt it. And what happens is that builds some empathy in you and some compassion in you. And that's all a part of you exercising your, your um, forgiveness muscle. Number three, address your inner pain. So it says it's important to figure out who has hurt you and how. This may seem obvious, but not every action that causes you suffering is unjust. For example, you do not need to forgive your child or your spouse for being imperfect, even if their imperfections are inconvenient for you. To become clearer, you can look carefully at the people in your life, your parents, siblings, peers, spouse, co-workers, children, and even yourself and rate how much they hurt you. Perhaps they've exercised power over you or withheld love, or maybe they have physically harmed you. These hurts have contributed to your inner pain and need to be acknowledged. And so you're not acknowledging so that you can stay in a place of self-pity or despair. You're acknowledging so that you can begin to work through the issues and begin to heal from that inner pain. And so I think that's really what that is pointing to. So here, look, look what it says. It says, there are many forms of emotional pain, but the common forms are anxiety, depression, unhealthy anger, lack of trust, self-loathing, or low self-esteem, an overall negative worldview, and a lack of confidence in one's ability to change. All of these harms can be addressed by forgiveness. So it's important to identify the kind of pain you are suffering from and to acknowledge it. 
the more hurt you have incurred, the more important it is to forgive, at least for the purpose of experiencing emotional healing. Man, y'all, that's good. Because if you want healing, and a lot of people say they do, and we think healing, we think people are dying with chronic illness, that they do need healing. But there's a lot of people who are suffering from emotional pain that they never have addressed. And it's, called, it's, it's beginning to spill over into different areas of their life. And that's why they can't be successful. And that's why they're self they're self-sabotaging because there's some emotional pain that they never did the work. Look, guys, we are so good at dealing with surface issues and not dealing with the root cause. And at the root cause, we begin to cause frustration and it also causes us to be unfruitful in different areas of our life. Why do I know this and why am I so passionate about it? Because that was me. All of this emotional pain, I think I've had all of these things. I've, I didn't deal with anxiety. I think the only time I dealt with anxiety is when my thyroid was hypertensive. <laughs> my thyroid was off and I was dealing with anxiety. But I dealt with depression. I dealt with anger. I dealt with a lack of trust. I dealt with self-loathing and low self-esteem. I had all of those symptoms. That's why this is so um, this is so eye-opening because I had to actually work through the depression and I had to forgive myself. Um, and I had to stop living with this false sense of strength, right? This false sense that I had to be this superhero to my own life when Jesus is my hero and I can rest in him because he cares for me. And I can cast all my cares and give him my burdens and he'll help me carry it. So I don't have to carry it alone because the reality is it was crushing me under the pressure. You know, life, the pressures of life. Some of us are crushed under the pressures of life because we will not surrender and give those areas over to God. And we got to learn how to do that so that we can really walk in freedom. I hope you guys are getting this. <clears throat> but. Yeah, I've experienced all of this emotional trauma and I've had to do a lot of deep work to to get to healing. And I'm still the honest truth is I'm still doing a lot of work to to walk in and continue, continue to walk in a place of emotional health. So this is very good because forgiveness also is saying that it's an essential part of your journey, whether it's forgiving somebody else or forgiving yourself. Because we hold ourselves to such a high standard. We're so critical of ourselves that it could be really damaging to you emotionally and keeping you in a place of bondage instead of freedom. Okay. Number four, develop a forgiving mind through empathy. So I just talked about that is when you understand how God is forgiving you, then it's easier to show compassion and empathy to someone else. It doesn't exonerate exonerate them right it doesn't exonerate them from the hurt or trauma that they cause but it helps you see them through the eyes of christ you see them as made in the image of god you will pray for them differently and ask god to heal them that doesn't mean that you're going to be in their life and that you're going to be friends or you know that doesn't mean that that relationship um is restored oftentimes sometimes the relationship you forgive 
and you still love, but you love from, I don't like to say from a distance. You love them as Christ loves them, but you can't maintain a relationship unless, a lot of times, unless that person has come to the table and was honest about doing their own work as well. So I'll put it like that. Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> so number five, find meaning in your suffering. And I think this is a big one for me because I've had to find meaning. I had to, I had to, I had to um, really um, find joy in writing again, right? I had to find my voice and I had to find, a lot of times I tell people, for me, writing has always been therapeutic. I've always kept journals, but it's always been very therapeutic because it became an outlet for me to really get those toxic emotions out and on paper and put them into words, provided some sense of relief for me. I also did some counseling when I was younger um, and that counseling stuck with me. It was really helpful for me um, and, and finding meaning in my life was you know, one thing about becoming a Christian, becoming a believer and getting saved and, and, and walking with God, even though I wasn't raised in the church, um, one thing that helped me was getting involved in serving. And so I love to serve people. That's why this podcast came into being, uh, finding new ways to serve people, right? Because I'm called to teach, you know, and minister the word of God. And I found meaning and purpose and really empowering and encouraging and equipping others. And so I found my purpose. And so you gotta, there is, you gotta, you gotta know that there is meaning in your suffering, that it's not just about you. A lot of times your story, somebody else needs to hear your story and your story is gonna help somebody else overcome and get through whatever they're dealing with or provide hope and and healing and encouragement for somebody else. So you got to find meaning in your suffering. So I love that when he says find meaning in your suffering. That is so true. Number six, when forgiveness is hard, call upon our strengths. So here's the thing. Get support. That's really what it's talking about. Get support. Try not to be harsh on yourself. Be gentle. Foster a sense of quiet within and inner acceptance of yourself. Try to respond to yourself as you would someone who you love deeply. Surrender yourself with good and wise, I'm sorry, surround, excuse me, surround yourself with good and wise people who support you and who have patience to allow you time to heal in your own way. You got to get some support, right? You got to get around people that's going to support you in your journey. <clears throat> Number seven, forgive yourself. This is a big one, y'all, because the biggest thing a lot of times we can't show empathy and compassion for others because we don't show empathy and compassion to ourselves. So big thing is um, you have to learn how to forgive yourself for, for the things that you think or that you that you did. If you did some bad things, you got to learn how to forgive yourself and move forward. And sometimes that's the hard. This is the hardest part of the process. If you ask me, number eight, develop a forgiving heart. And so it says, when we overcome suffering, we gain a, a more mature understanding of what it means to be humble, courageous, and, and loving in the world. And so it goes on. 
to talk about how when you develop a forgiving heart, you you really are inviting goodness into your life, right? You're inviting love into your life. And so when I was really began to do the work of healing and really begin to forgive, then when my husband came along, even though I struggled sometimes with receiving the love that he was giving unto me while we were dating, I became I I I was in a place where I was able to embrace love instead of reject it because I had done some work in this area of forgiveness. I'm telling you guys, when you do the work, it's going to bring such freedom and it'll open up different avenues of love to invade, love and light to invade your life. So do the work and we're going to go ahead and wrap up. And I hope you got something out of this session today and join us for this series for this whole month. The freedom, we're going to talk about freedom and different topics on freedom. So I hope you'll join me. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. Join us for another session next Sunday at 3 p.m. Thank you so much for joining in. If you found that this recording was encouraging and empowering, make sure you share it with your family and your friends. Tune in again next Sunday. Again, join us for the entire month of September during the Freedom Series. We're going to be talking about freedom from something every Sunday in the month of September. All right, you guys. Thank you for joining in. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit. You guys be blessed.